Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. You know, this is our, our last Sunday here. Uh, we, we've been blessed. The Lord has uh, provided for us. Uh, we, we had to move quickly the last time, and uh, it's not always easy to find a place. We found a place in, in just uh, like a day and a half. And... Uh, <laughs> it's been good to be here, but... The Lord has other plans for us, uh, bigger plans than we know. And, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> it was October that we moved into this building. We, we had had our solemn assembly in September, and as I started to pack my office this week, uh, I don't I don't think I was really complaining to the Lord, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I was uh, was probably fighting some self pity, and I was uh, listening to uh, the prayer room from IHOP. And they went into this spontaneous song that was just, it was for me. (laughs) It was exactly what I needed to pray and sing to the Lord just right (laughs) at that moment. And... (laughs) Then the Lord said something to me that that really encouraged me, and I think it will encourage all of us, because what what was on my heart is was uh, you know lord we we did what you asked us to do, and i I expected that you know something bad was going to happen as a result because practically always did in the solemn assemblies of the Old Testament. But but it turned out good. <laughs> and and the Lord said you you have not yet seen the end of this. So that was encouraging. <laughs> So we, we have not yet seen the end of this. And, if, if there was ever any doubt in your mind whether we were a normal church, I, I hope that's been dispelled by now. <laughs> Because the the word that we had from the Lord when Mark Crawford was here just recently was the Lord still had some kingdom work for us to do before we were going to find our home. And and so... uh, that kind of confirmed to me that uh, <clears throat> Sunnyside was probably where the Lord wanted us because they've um, they've gone through a severe pruning and, and they're they're pretty small and, and they have one of the biggest facilities in in town and they they can't really sustain it all right now so for us to go and humble ourselves and and help them 
financially and and share their space is is a a kingdom thing to do and it's a, a kingdom thing for them to share their space with us so there's uh, there's something that the Lord wants to do and Mark Crawford he he talks about uh, he seeks relationships with um, strategic life exchange where there's a giving and receiving on both sides and that's just kingdom relationships um, <clears throat> and I, I think the Lord has some of that in store for us with Sunnyside and, and pr probably more than that so they're, they're voting after their service this morning whether to <laughs> approve the agreement that has, has been brought to them by, by their trustees. I, I hope none of you miss being in a democratically ruled church because <laughs> I, I sure don't. <laughs> Anyway, I <laughs> enough of that. Uh, hmm. Let's see what the Lord wants to do today. Father, we confess with our mouth that you're good, that your intentions toward us are good. Uh, Jesus didn't choose an easy life and you didn't choose the easy life for us because we're supposed to enter into his life and I, I pray that that would happen more and more with us because that's where fullness is Lord, we wait on you. So strategic life exchange. John, thanks for that, that book that you gave me. I already had a copy. And Sunday night when Mark Crawford was here, uh, I got connected with Joshua Griffin from uh, the filling station in Wellington. And the Lord's calling us into that kind of relationship. And uh, they're, they're building uh, a larger gathering room because, I mean, what, what they've had up to now has been... Yeah, it is. And he's calling it the Tabernacle of David. And, well, that's what the Lord gave him. And so I was able to bless him with that book and just really blessed him. So that, that was really cool. Cheryl, I, I think, why don't you share that? Here, you're going to need a mic. Okay. What are we looking for? About dividing the inheritance? Yes, that's the one. Yeah, that's 12, 13. The parable of the rich fool. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother and divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge of, 
or arbitrator over you. And he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. Covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them a parable saying, The land of a rich man produced plentiful, and he thought to himself, What shall I do, for I have nowhere to store my crops? And he said, I will do this, I will tear down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to you, <clears throat> and I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasures for himself and is not rich towards God. While I was in prayer and meditation this morning, um, God put it on my heart. To it, He brought me that word, but I had to search for it because I had no idea where it was, so I know it was from him. And then your word this morning confirmed it. Bigger plans than we know, yes. Kingdom building, yes. It's all about to happen. It's, we've got to do that. The thing that I feel that God wants you to all know is if you aren't doing his work, if you aren't being his hands because he is the boss, then how can other people receive their blessings? If you're being called to help somebody, I don't care if you have $10 in your pocket. If you deny that person that blessing, you're denying God his work. We are his hands. There is not, God can do miracles, absolutely, we all know that. But the blessings that he's putting on other people in this community, it comes from us through God. And if we're not using his hands or being his hands, how is he gonna get those blessings out? Walking around the park yesterday was such a blessing. It didn't cost much. <laughs> didn't cost much at all, but two hours of time. Mm -hmm. And I know we put smiles on people's faces. Mm -hmm. And if that's all the blessing that they needed for that day, then we did our job. Mm -hmm. Lord, we just want to thank you right now for using us mm -hmm. and trusting us, Lord, to do your work. Mm -hmm. I feel so blessed, as I know this church does, to know that you trust us so much to do your work. That's just amazing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I am going to give this message. <clears throat> I really thought maybe God had something else, but it's, it's kind of looking like this is where we're going. Uh, sort of the second half of the message from, from last week. Uh, I, I think part of what the Lord is, is doing right now is is he he's really breaking something at at a gut level of of what church is <laughs> cuz this this really is not it uh what we did yesterday now that was the church uh, it was World Outreach Day yesterday, and a few of us met here at nine, and and we we went a few different places in the city and blessed people and shared the love of Jesus with them, and uh, that was that was good, and and we're going to be doing more of that. Um, <clears throat> that was that was our beginning when we first started out, and I think the Lord's calling us back, back to that. As, uh, as I shared last week from Luke 10, Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Um, the Lord hasn't called me to build a church for him. 
He's, he's called me and he's called us to bring his kingdom to the city. And his kingdom is an upside-down kingdom. I, I think about that Misty Edwards song. <laughs> if you want to go up, <laughs> you got to go down. <laughs> It's the kingdom where if you want to live, you have to die. <laughs> and if we, if we really want his kingdom to come, uh, then at, at some point we have to stop building our own. Uh, <laughs> and it, I mean, it, it may be that that he, he takes what we thought was our kingdom, <laughs> our kingdoms for all of us, uh, like is happening in Iraq. I mean, if, if those believers in Mos, Mosul had kingdoms, <laughs> they don't have those kingdoms anymore. <laughs> they... They have one kingdom and, and one king. And the Lord, in, in his mercy, he, he, uh, he knows that if, if that's what it takes for the church in America to stop building our own kingdom and build his kingdom, uh, that will happen. And, and it may very well happen sooner than anybody thought. Uh, so we got to be ready. And that means spiritually, primarily. And we've, we've got to fill ourselves with, with him so that we have something to give. And that, that may require developing some, some new disciplines because that, that word comes from the same root as disciple. Yeah. <laughs> it's being focused. Being, being a disciple is, is being focused. It's, it's being committed. And the Lord really is calling us to, to commitment. And he's, uh, in, in his grace and his mercy, he's... Uh, He's forcing us to walk by faith. To, to see what is not as though it is. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know what other churches in town are, are saying about us. I, I don't care. Uh, I, I don't want you to care. Uh, if if the Lord, see, can you turn this down a little? I, I'm feeling like I'm about ready to <laughs> go over or something. I'll talk a little louder. Uh, the Lord has called us to be forerunners, and the mission the ministry of of being a forerunner is is not one that you you would really choose <laughs> cuz john the baptist he's he's the the model of a forerunner and Look, look at his life 
I mean, he, he was consecrated to the Lord from birth. His, his parents were given specific instructions of, of what was going to be okay for him and what was not okay for him. Because he, he was not a normal person. Because I, I think, and most of you probably will agree with me, that when John the Baptist's mother, Elizabeth, ran into Mary, Jesus' mother, when they were both pregnant, and the baby in Elizabeth leapt. I, I tend to think that he leapt because he got filled with the Holy Spirit. Right, right then and there. Because he, he needed that empowering grace to live the life that he was called to live. And um, I, maybe somebody can find the passage for me. I think it's in Matthew, where uh, John the Baptist's uh, disciples come to Jesus and they have a question from John. Are, are you the, the one? <laughs> because, does anybody remember where that is? 11? Okay, good. I knew somebody would find it for me. Yeah, here it is. Matthew 11. When Jesus had finished giving instructions to his 12 disciples, he departed from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now when John, while imprisoned, heard of the works of Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the expected one, or shall we look for someone else? And Jesus answered and said to them, Go and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who does not take offense at me. Hmm. As these men were going away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? No. Those who wear soft clothing are in king's palaces, not in their dungeons. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you. And one who is more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there is not arisen anyone greater than John. <laughs> Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and violent men take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, John himself is Elijah who was to come. And Malachi 4, 5 and 6, Behold, I am going to send you the last two verses of the Old Testament. Behold, I am going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. 
He will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, so that I will not come and smite the land with a curse. There, there is... There is in Elijah ministry in, in our day. And <clears throat> it's about turning the hearts of, of the children <laughs> to the Father. I believe there's a ministry in the family also, an Elijah calling and ministry for fathers. But there is an Elijah ministry for the forerunners in the day in which we live. And <clears throat> as, as with John... Um, at one point he was sure that Jesus was the Messiah. We, we know that. He announced, this is the one whose sandals I, I'm not even worthy to untie. This is the one I told you was coming. But something, something can happen when you're the forerunner and you've done everything that the Lord has called you to do. And then you're sitting in the king's dungeon. And you... You begin to say it it wasn't supposed to end like this um, if if God is faithful <laughs> then this can't be the end And, and I, I really believe that's why John was asking the question. I, I think there was something within him that was hoping <laughs> that Jesus would say no. I, I'm not the one. There's, there's, there's going to be somebody else. Because then John would know, okay, I'm getting out of this jail because <laughs> there's still work for me to do. But instead, he, he got the confirmation, which basically was you've, you've done what you were called to do. You were faithful. You were obedient, and this is what it looks like, and God is faithful. Yeah. What, what are those believers in Iraq and Syria? What questions are, are they asking? I'm sure they're asking questions. Lord, is, where are you? We've, we've been faithful in, in the midst of, of difficulty. 
mean, the church in Iraq has, has been through a, a horrendous few decades. Uh, it's, it's been very bad. And we, we have to know uh, that the same one who, who gives us salvation, who delivers us from sin, who heals our physical bodies, who allows us to live with his spirit within us, is, is the one who said, and they will hate you as they hated me. Yes. And he's the one who said, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. And that was, that was John. He was in the king's dungeon because the king's wife didn't like what he was saying about their marriage. He was, he was there for righteousness' sake. So, if, if we're called to be forerunners, uh, we, we've got to set our face like flint <laughs> toward knowing the Lord and obeying the Lord and, and just decide with the will that, that this is what I'm doing. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if it's hard. What was that you were saying about when it's hard this morning? Put up with hard times. God uses that to train you. Mm -hmm. Put up with hard times. God uses them to train us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the spirit of Elijah is coming before the day of the Lord. That was fulfilled in Israel. John was that fulfillment. Jesus made that clear. And then the day of the Lord came to Israel. There's another day of the Lord coming. <laughs> and when he comes, he's going to have his reward with him. And Cheryl, like you said, our, our reward is going to be determined not by what we profess to believe, but what we did. So, you know, we, we just have to decide that if, if it gets hard, we're not giving up. Right? Because <laughs> I think it's going to get hard. <laughs> and we, we cannot give up. Here's, here's a prayer for all of us to pray. For ourselves, for our family, for one another that we will finish well. 
because that's what it's all about. Ask the Lord. So <clears throat> let's let's not be discouraged. God is for us. Uh, his I, I've said this before, his his love is is deep enough for us that he will not withhold difficulty that will bring us good. Even though as, as parents, we, we may have thought we loved our kids more <laughs> by withholding some things that actually would have been good for them. And I mean, probably all of us who are parents can look back and say, yeah, <laughs> that's true. But he's, he's a really good father. He's for us. He's, he's for us maturing. He, he's, he's for renewing our minds and, and transforming us through that. Changing the way we think so that we think more like him and less like the world. Lord, do that in us. Hmm. So I, I encourage us to get beyond uh, enduring difficulty to embracing what God is doing in it. Because that's, that's, what, that's what will maximize the good we get out of difficulty, is, is that. Mm. As the Lord doesn't want us just enduring, <laughs> gritting our teeth <laughs> and saying... Oh, I'll get through this. Uh. <laughs> Although there may be some of that this week. <laughs> mm. But our, our plan for, for moving is uh, to start tomorrow morning. Uh, we've got trucks and trailers coming and man anybody who's available come on nine o'clock tomorrow <laughs> yes yes that is good <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, at 6 p.m. on Saturday nights uh, hmm I think it will be. I don't know for how long it's it's going to be that way, because um, we we could decide to move into the gym, and if if we did that, then um, then we could go back to Sunday morning. Uh, so I I just uh, I, I'm trying not to have any personal agenda in in any of this uh, <laughs> as much as humanly possible uh, and, and we're trying to let the Lord lead us uh, I, when I pardon? oh I know uh, when, when I met with <laughs> when I met with Josh Griffin this, this past week um, he he had a word for me that the Lord was was teaching us careful obedience 
right now. And I, I knew that that was right. And, and it's going to be useful in the days ahead. Uh, I, I know what the Lord is teaching us is, is going to be useful in, in the days ahead. Uh, Luke's had some uh, resiliency training. <laughs> and he, he may have to share some of that with us in, in the days ahead. Uh, in in uh, the army, they're they're telling them to, that that being flexible is is not good enough anymore. Uh, we have to be fluid. <laughs> so receive that. <laughs> okay, uh, we're <laughs> we're entering a time when being flexible is isn't going to be good enough. We, we will need to be fluid <laughs> and, and be <laughs> ready, willing, able to, to do whatever the Lord says. So I, I knew I wasn't going to get to that message. <laughs> Does anyone else have anything that they think is from the Lord this morning? this yesterday and it just really impressed me that it was for the vineyard mm -hmm. it's Psalms 15 and the whole thing Lord who may abide in your tabernacle who may dwell in your holy hill he who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart mm. who does not backbite with his tongue nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord. He who swears to his own heart and does not change, own hurt and does not change. He who does not put out his money at usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. And I, I had to do a little bit of study on this part in verse 4 that says, He who swears to his own hurt mm -hmm. and does not change. And that spoke to me about the persecution. I'm familiar with the voice of the martyr mm -hmm. thing. And, and like he said about John the Baptist, that's what he did. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we're going to have to be, we're going to be called to do that more and more. And, and that, this just spoke to me about mm -hmm. the vineyards kind of goes along with what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. This morning the Lord gave me uh, Joshua 3, and it talks about the crossing of the Jordan. Mm -hmm. And before they crossed, uh, Joshua was given strict instructions on how they were to cross gave the priests instructions and the people not to get too close to the ark. Mm -hmm. Follow the ark of the covenant. Mm -hmm. And one that sticks out is Joshua Joshua 3.5 and Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. The, it's almost like a theory that God has given me in the past month because he keeps telling me that we're not to look at our circumstance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what, what's happening around us doesn't matter. <clears throat> like with Peter walking on water. Mm -hmm. Don't look at the storm. <laughs> look at me. Yes, that's good. Mm -hmm. you know, and make yourself whole with me. Make up with your family. Make up with your friends. Mm -hmm. Friends from 20 years <laughs> ago because they did something. Don't make up with them. 
You're welcome. got to find that sanctuary within. We've got to find the peace that isn't related to circumstances. It's, it's rooted in a person. Mm -hmm. And then we, we will be able to stand. And, and the Lord will be able to dwell with us. You got a short leash there. <laughs> when Jay opened by talking about his t-shirt um, and what that means, 
It reminded me of something I heard just this week, that over the last 10 years, the average number of believers who have been martyred, in other words, killed, because they believe in Jesus, they would not deny their faith. They would not deny their Lord. The average number over the last 10 years has been 150 to 160,000 per year. I don't know if that sinks in or not. Mm-hmm. That's almost a third the population of the state. It's nearly three times. population of this city. We need to pray for our brothers and sisters throughout the world. Mm -hmm. This is not a light thing. Mm -hmm. At the same time, the Lord's been speaking to me about preparing my heart for the time when I face martyrdom because it may come it may come here I think the Lord's heart is that he wants us to stand faithfully and not deny him okay Knowing, I mean, Jesus said, do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So part of what needs to happen in our spiritual preparation to face that, should it come, is we need to have an eternal perspective. Somebody kind of glibly said, you want to take my life? Send me home? Okay. I'm ready. But the question is, are we really? It's easy to joke that way. It's another thing to look at somebody who's pointing a gun in your face and saying, deny Jesus or I pull the trigger. I don't know the exact timing, but we know from the book of Revelation when the fifth seal involves a great deal of martyrdom. Revelation chapter 6, verses 9 to 11. I believe we're going to live through that. And I believe it's going to involve the entire world. The picture that we see of the end times is a world government I don't know that the United States is going to enjoy the freedom that we've had the last two centuries. So, this is never an easy subject to talk about. I didn't want to get up here, but I just felt I needed to to share with you what's on my heart, at least, and remind you of Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you, and you will suffer persecution for ten days. Be faithful even to the point of death, and I will give you the crown of life. So there is an eternal reward. And we can stand firm, You know, I don't know if you've seen the movie, Joan of Arc. The way that girl looked up to heaven while she was being burned at the stake. Wow. That's the kind of confidence that we need to have in our God. Uh, 
where's that verse? Um, <clears throat> I would have lost hope. <laughs> but I believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Is that 51? Was that Psalm 51? The one I read? No. This one? This one. Anyway, let's let's close with that. As I I believe we're we're going to see the goodness of the Lord in, in the land of the living. There's there's a great harvest that's still got to be brought in. And there's, there's a, a place for us <laughs> to be a worker in that harvest. Thursday, I was at the youth pastor meeting. They, they found out that we might be moving our sunny side. They kind of looked at us like, how's that going to work? And you know, we're talking, and I told them straight out, I'm at the competition. All you have pastors, I'm not your competition. We're not competition. We're here in the kingdom of God to bring that harvest, mm-hmm. to share that harvest. That's the whole point of the kingdom. It's not us to build. I'm to build this big giant youth group. No, it's to build the kingdom. And that's what I told them. You know, that's what we're doing. We're going to build a kingdom for God. I'm not building a big, giant kingdom of you. Because those people are going to get saved. The harvest is going to come in. Mm-hmm. They're going to fill the city. And that's what I explained to them. They're going to fill the city. We're going to turn the city upside down. And they were all amazed about what I was saying. So, mm-hmm. that is running. And, and we, we've got to continue to see what is not as though it is. And, and hang on to what the Lord has said because he, he will do what he said. And one of the strategic things that the Lord is doing in this is Ed and Sarah are going to lead both youth groups. Ours and Sunnyside's together. That's, that's pretty awesome. That's... That's cool. Scripture Psalms 27, 15. 27, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, let me close with another thing for us to, to pray about. Uh, I was at a um, meeting uh, for the leaders of Wyoming House of Prayer yesterday. And, and we, we watched a video. Uh, I wish I could remember exactly the name of it. I'll try to put it in the email this week. But there, there's a, a city that's in the far northwest corner of the United States, up right near Canada on, on the coast of Washington. And the Lord has done something in that city and the the pastors are praying together and working together the churches are working together and they have uh, a 24 hour 7 day a week prayer covering for that city Um, and the Lord wants to do that here so let's let's pray that in because we we can't make it happen but he can do it yeah. <laughs> father i i thank you uh for your your call upon us to be forerunners to be builders of your kingdom in in this city i i thank you lord that you're you're changing our thinking
through what you're doing. You're, you're working in our hearts through what you're doing. You're, you're changing our priorities through what you're doing. And we thank you for your great wisdom. Uh, Lord, you're way smarter than we are. And we, we rest in, in your wisdom and your goodness toward us. And we hang on to the things that you've said. And we say, yes, Lord. We ask you to bring forth a continuous prayer covering for this city. We ask you to bring, bring forth more prayer in the churches in our city. We ask you to bring the pastors together and bring the churches together. for the glory of your Son. Amen.